DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment, no illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. I'm excited about today's show because we have a wonderful kind and loving young lady from the local Bloomington Normal Boys and Girls Club. So without any further ado, I introduce to some and present to others. The extrovert, energetic, extraordinary, Miss Tawana Beal. Welcome to the show, Tawana. Hello, everyone. Yes, I am Tawana Bill. I am the unit director for K-5 through at the Bloomington Normal Boys and Girls Club, and I am happy to be here today. All right. The title of today's show is simply the Boys and Girls Club. Today, we want to talk about all things Boys and Girls Club. You might say, DeWitt, I thought this show was about criminal justice and social justice. Well, it is. And we want to show how programs like the Boys and Girls Club are crime preventative programs. For me, growing up in Festus and Crystal City, Missouri, it was 10 of us in a three bedroom house with five boys in one bedroom and three girls in another bedroom. And though my parents worked hard, many times we didn't have enough. During the school year, I was assured to have two meals provided for me by the school system. My two children growing up had their own rooms that, by the way, was the same size room me and my five brothers slept in. So the Boys and Girls Club is an agency that I would consider to be on the front end of the criminal justice system because it is preventative. When it comes to funding, when people say fund the community, not police, what they mean is fully staff the police department but also give money to the agencies that are going to help feed, train, educate, and develop young people physically, mentally, and emotionally. So let's begin with segment one, and we will get into more details about the Bloomington Normal Boys and Girls Club in segment two. So Tawana, the way we do this is segment one is for the educational occupational guidance of high school and college students. We accomplish this by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would, Tell the audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, your educational background, and tell us where you work and what your job entails. All right. My name is Tawana Bill. I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago to Chi-Town. Chi-Town. <laughs> yes, that's it. The south side. I went to John Marshall Harlan High School. That's in the heart of the city, right off of 95th, uh, across from the red line. My educational background is... Um, 
I went to Heartland Community College. I believe that's where I met you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I graduated from there. Um, I'm currently taking online classes as an organizational leadership major, and I currently work at the Boys and Girls Club of Bloomington Normal as the kindergarten through fifth grade unit director. All right. And so the kindergarten and unit director does a little bit of everything, I, I imagine. Yes. Um, I'm hands-on in everything. Okay. Yes. All I right. Am. Okay. So we're going to get in, just for our audience's understanding, we're going to get into a little bit more of what Tawana actually does and the Boys and Girls Club. Before we provide our audience with some great information about the Boys and Girls Club, and I must stay true yeah. to the mission of the DeWitt Lloyd Bingham Justice for All podcast show. Absolutely. And ask you what your favorite constitutional right is. It'll be the 13th Amendment. Oh, I have never had a guest say the 13th Amendment, I don't think. Yeah. So 13th Amendment because? It abolished slavery. Wonderful. Yeah. Social yeah. justice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people don't realize that for African-Americans, that really was the beginning. Yeah. Of equality. Absolutely. You know, we historically speaking, you know, we actually have slavery and then we go through the Jim Crow years. And still to this day, we're going to get into that a little bit later on. There are still some inequities that are there. I mean, you have don't get me started talking about the Florida governor. Oh, man. And Ron DeSantis about I'm not saying he's a terrible person or anything, but when you're talking about changing African-American history and what we've gone through and how we as a people have suffered a period of time. And when you're talking about equality, historically speaking, we could be a lot further. We can. If if it were not for slavery and Jim Crow. I agree with you 100 percent. OK, wonderful. So the Bloomington Normal Boys and Girls Club, I want to mention your entire leadership staff and tell me if. I'm mispronouncing the name. The chief executive officer is Mr. Tony. Is it Moore Statter? Yes, that's correct. Oh, Mr. First, Tony. Okay. Okay. I think I have met Tony once before because if I'm not mistaken, he used to work in the juvenile detention center. Did he? Yes, he is did. Is that the same person? Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, that's Mr. Tony. Okay. Great I'll have guy. to come down there and actually you know, formally introduce myself to him and and have a conversation. Chief Operating Officer, Miss Liz Holtz. Yes. Director of Philanthropy, Miss Kimberly, is it Shriner? Yes. Okay. Project Manager, Miss Lori Moore. Yes. Director of Family Engagement, my main man, Mr. Dodie Dunson. Yes. Clubhouse Unit Director, the one and only, Miss Tawana Bill. That's, That's you. That's me. Par- is it Parkside Junior High School Unit Director? Yep. Mr. Chris Deering is his name? Yes, that is. Okay. Bloomington Junior High School Unit Director, Mr. Frank Gordy. Gordy, okay. And Teen Club Unit Director, Mr. Nathan Kinsella. Yes. Community Coordinator, Ms. Abby, is it Strader? Strader, okay. Family and Volunteer Coordinator, Ms. Leslie Adams. And last but not least, the Executive Assistant and the lovely and very personable 
Miss Stephanie Johnson. Did I miss anybody? You did not miss anyone. All right. Such a great group of people to work with. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, so you enjoy working with them. Oh, yes. Every day I'm inspired to go to work. You know, the people you work alongside means a lot. So when we're all out there doing the work and getting it done, it just makes the work even more better and more um, fulfilling. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Because it ain't nothing like, and we try to tell our students at Illinois State University that, If you get into a job that you don't enjoy, that you're not satisfied, you you need to move on as as soon as you possibly can, because there's nothing worse than having a person that is not satisfied, you know, in a job that they're in. Okay, so I want you to start wherever you want to tell the audience more about the Bloomington Normal Boys and Girls Club that can be the day to day operations types of programs more about your job as clubhouse director training and development you provide to young people. And in the end, I'll ask you a question regarding rehabilitation and punishment. But when I think about the boys and girls club, there is a lot of people who celebrities who have mentioned that they actually have been members growing up with the boys and girls club. And, you know, for them, that was kind of uh, instilled in them discipline It instilled in them a work ethic. It instilled in them the desire to be successful as human beings. So let's start with kind of like the day-to-day operations, kind of like what goes on with the Boys and Girls Club. Okay, day-to-day operations, um, the Boys and Girls Club. So we just recently ended the school year. Okay. Monday will be our summer program. And so we have a full schedule for the children once they arrive uh, at 2.45 talking about the school year and okay. I'm going into the day-to-day operations okay. and um, when they come in, we do positive club climate because we know that they just had a full day at school. So we create a space where they can relax, um, take some, a load off decompress. So the positive club climate will have the gym open, the computer lab open, the game room open, and then we'll have a quiet zone just for them to, you know, sit back, relax and do what it is that they need to do to get structured into our day. And then we have our social emotional learning, because as we all know, that COVID took a a lot away of a lot of our uh, social emotional learning. Yeah. And so we do a practice of social emotional learning. And then from that, we go into uh, choice programming and targeted programming where we provide core programs as healthy lifestyles, arts and culture, STEM education and uh, service learning. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it sounds like a full day, but it is, it's, it's very interesting to see the kids adapt to it. It is very interesting to see the kids uh, go above and beyond to uh, open themselves up to social emotional learning and to the different program areas that we offer. So we serve 120 kids at the clubhouse uh, and I've been at the clubhouse since May 2019 and we started in August. So my ADA has not changed since August. And that's 120 kids show up to that door, 1615 Illinois Street every day, Monday through Friday. That is amazing. Yes. And the things that you are instilling in the, in them is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a community effort. It's a community effort. I grew up in a community uh, like where the Boys and Girls Club is built, Sunnyside. I grew up in a community like that in Chicago. And I just remember how important the community center was and how important those programs were to me. 
Excellent. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to repeat this at the end, but if a person wanted to like donate or wanted to uh, provide any type of assistance, because I know you guys actually receive our, my criminal justice students as interns. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a few of them. Great and, students, by the way. Appreciate that. Yes. And, and I appreciate you guys partnering with Illinois State University. Yeah. But if a person wants to like donate or volunteer their time or actually wants to like give to the Boys and Girls Club, where would they actually uh, who would they contact? Well, you you can go to the uh, website at bgcn.org. Um, again, you can talk to our family coordinator, Miss Leslie Adams, family and volunteer coordinator, and then also reach out to Miss Kimberly Scheider. Wonderful. Yes. All right. Okay. And so you mentioned that you guys transitioned from the regular school year to the summer. Yes. Because I actually thought I saw you guys on a bus a couple of mornings ago. That was probably yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, I, I, that was I, us. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Then where was you guys going? We were on our way to State Farm. They was they had a balloon release and so what we did was we invited a couple of our kids and families to the balloon release and so we provided transportation to and from um our children that's interested in STEM and science. So that's where we were going. Oh my goodness. It was that's a great w- time. That's wonderful. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I thought that that might have been a figment of my imagination, nah. but it was not. Okay. Very good. And so in the summertime, that schedule, you use, you say that you usually get them at two thirty. That's during the school year from two okay. thirty to six thirty. Okay. During the summertime, our doors open from seven forty five to five thirty. Seven forty five a.m. to five thirty p.m. Oh wow! Yeah, man. So you guys provide a service to the children uh, uh, during the summer, pretty much throughout the entire day. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, every every hour is structured. Okay. So, yes. Yes. I know that. Yes, yesterday I purchased a pool pass for my granddaughter who comes back from Cincinnati to Bloomington during the summer. And she just loved to swim, her and her, her, and her siblings. Yes. And so she's like, thank you, Papa. Absolutely. You, uh, we was passing a pool and I wanted to get into the water. So is, is there any additional programs that like you guys do like swimming or anything like that during the summer? Yeah, we have a few um, field trips planned. This okay, summer. So okay. the pool is one. It's um, a top priority. They've been telling us the whole school year that <laughs> when we go on field trips this summer, make sure that we go to the swimming pool. So I think we'll visit the pool a lot this summer um, when I look at the schedule. So we'll be at the holiday pool a lot. Okay. Yeah, All that's right. actually our first field trip. Okay. All right. Wonderful. All right. Very good. And I said that at the end, I was going to ask you a question regarding rehabilitation versus punishment. And I guess... I kind of, as you very well know, this podcast is social justice and criminal justice. And then we mentioned that you guys are preventative. So you are on the front end of the criminal justice system, or that's where I would consider you to be. And so there is this continuum of criminal justice, of the criminal justice system, the front end and back end. The front end is more rehabilitative oriented, while the back end, not so much. Where would you place yourself on that continuum? When I say When I say rehabilitation Mm -hmm. versus punishment, when I say punishment, I mean lock an individual up and throw away the key. And when I say rehabilitation, 
your belief that an individual should actually become a better person. So on a continuum of one to five, I just want I just like asking this. This is kind of what I ask my students in the classroom Uh on like the first day. Yeah. Where would you put yourself to want to build? On that continuum. I'm very high on the front end. Okay. Very, very high on the front end. Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. I believe in that. Okay, so you believe in rehabilitation, obviously. Yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at the Boys and Girls Club. Okay. So police can react to the violence that takes place in our community. Do you think it is important to support programs like Boys and Girls Club to help keep us safe? Yes, I do. I believe so. Um, I see so many children walk in and out the doors and um, the changes, the inspiration that they get inside of the club is is inspiring. So, yeah. OK, very good. How do financial contributions to the Boys and Girls Club keep you safe and out of trouble? The financial contributions help by um, feeding and providing our children throughout the day. Um, the field trips uh, that they get to go on, um, some of them never get to lead a community. And so, you know, those contributions help for kids to get outside and see new things, open their minds and brighten their horizons. And also like uh, keeping us safe inside the building, warm, cozy and um, up upkeep. Wonderful. Yeah. The Boys and Girls Club, when I think of that atmosphere I think of it as being a safe place. Yes. It's a place where kids can go to to keep them out of the streets. It's a place where kids can go to be built up, not torn down. It's a place where they can go to be mentally stimulated, where they can meet people that are friendly and love them. Absolutely. Every day we try to provide a safe space for each and every last one of them. All right. Very good. Moving on. Segment three. Being a voice for change as an emerging adult who grew up in a predominantly white America, what say Tawana about Mr. Bingham in the final segment has to keep true to the podcast. True to it. So what say Tawana about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter? Of course, I'm not a fan of white supremacy. I believe everyone should be treated treated equally and fairly. I do uh, like some assets of Black Lives Matter of keeping us afloat and making sure that our voices are heard and that we are seen in spaces that we're not usually seen in. Wonderful. I asked everybody that's on the podcast, Tawana, what would you like to see the Biden administration accomplish? More safety around gun laws, more jobs and better wages for our evolving economy, Laws protecting reproductive rights and free health insurance. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you go make a lot of people mad about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I am right behind you, sister. I'm right behind you. I think that health insurance ought to be a right. Yes, it should be. I'm a firm believer in that. I mean, there are other countries where it is a right and they are not having any problems with it. Absolutely. And we... We actually are, we say that we are the top country in the world. And so, therefore, we ought to be able to do it. Very good. What's your thoughts on the current state of race relations in America? Or should, let me ask you this. Is there anything that you think that we can do to make race relations better? Yes, it is. We can talk to our family. Okay. Talk to our families. We can avoid stereotypical language. We can teach to example. We can learn our family history. And we can have those bold conversations. 
Wonderful. Because if you don't talk about it, then nothing's ever going to change. Nothing's going to change. I'm a fan. I'm an advocate of sitting down and having a conversation and hearing everybody out and walking away with the best solution where everybody is treated fairly. Wonderful. What's your thoughts? I don't think that I put this in the script. Yeah. What's your thoughts on former President Donald Trump? (laughs) (sighs) I don't... I. I'm not a fan. Um, it hurts. Okay. So, you know, I don't like that. You know, it's been so much division. It's a lot of work that we're de- deconstructing as a whole. And yeah, I'm just not a fan of a lot of things that he did that provided division between us. Yeah. I mean, he came down the escalator talking about people. Yeah. The walls, you know, the January 6th incident, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you actually, before coming to be on the podcast today, you actually participated in a march. Oh, yeah. And in the email, I read what the march was, the name of the march. But can you mention what the name of that march was and what it was about? It was the Wear Orange event um, that Western Avenue put on today. It was a march against and, um, gun violence in the community. And so we had a... Great community leaders there, the Moms Against Action there. It was very insightful, um, very informative. So I was happy to be a part of that. Wonderful. As you can see, I still have one attire. I see. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, we have a superstar amongst us that actually participates in and is heavily involved in trying to make our community a better place to live. And so... You said Western Avenue. When I think about West Side of Bloomington, which is where I live and where we are right now, because I don't know if you knew beforehand, I'm literally only like two blocks from the Boys and Girls Club. I saw that. I I thought I was going to have to take a trip. And I I actually love that you're in the community. I I appreciate that. And and you deserve your flowers, too, because at the beginning of the podcast, I I don't know if you guys remember, but he does have a lot of uh, criminal justice students that are interning at the Boys and Girls Club. And to be that big giant in the community and still live in the community, I applaud that. Well, thank you, Tawana. You're too kind. (laughs) Yes, uh, along with Lawrence Irving Center, my kids used to love to run down there. And like I said, they just love Dodie Dunson. Uh, Mr. Mr. Dodie is the man to he them is. still to this day. And they, they are 29 years old. All right. Very good. Well, let me ask you, is there anything that I, I'm so thankful and grateful that you agreed to be on the podcast? Because I always wanted to have somebody on the podcast from the Boys and Girls Club because it is such a great agency. It's so important to our young people in the community, and particularly because even though it's multicultural, yeah, it ministers to our children, I think, more so than anybody else. Yeah. And so before I let you go, is there anything that you would just like to say to the audience Being at the Boys and Girls Club has been um, grace for me. Um, I see myself as a leader, but every day I'm learning to be more of a server to our community and to our kids. It says it's a big job, but it's really a lot of hard work. And I'm very grateful for that because um, I'm changing every day and I'm getting a very good perspective of how we should show up and how we need to show up. 
Well, wonderful. You are the young lady for the job. And I want to thank you for being a guest on the show today. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Bloomington Normal Boys and Girls Club. It's mission and programming, how it helps keep our community safe, our youth on the straight and narrow, and how to make America a better place to live. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and God speak. (laughs) 